0: Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If you've ever swatted at fruit flies hovering over the fruit bowl on your kitchen counter and wondered what purpose they could ever possibly serve humanity, you're not alone. They are small and they are annoying, but humans owe them a huge debt of gratitude for their contributions to the science of modern genetics. One species in particular, Drosophila melanogaster, is a superstar of tiny, annoying, winged things. At least five Nobel Prizes have been awarded to scientists for their work on fruit flies. Yes, the lowly fruit fly and the larger, glorious-er human have together tackled genetics and done a lot of cool stuff. But, like, why fruit flies? And how do you keep them out of your kitchen? And do we need to blame scientists for them being in your kitchen to begin with? Fruit flies have been used in biological studies for a long time, which means there are a lot of tools and resources for scientists using Drosophila melanogaster to ask interesting questions. But there are some specific reasons the species has always been a darling of geneticists. For starters, in genetics, it's helpful to have research subjects that can cycle through generations rather quickly, and fruit flies are great at that. We spoke via email with Thomas Merritt, Ph.D., professor in the Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry at Laurentian University in Ontario, Canada. He said, fruit flies create a new generation in about two weeks, making breeding them in the lab simple. They're also small and easy to rear and care for, and it's easy to house as many of them as you need in a single lab at one time. Also, fruit flies are surprisingly similar to humans and other vertebrates. Drosophila melanogaster has 14,000 genes, and we humans have somewhere between 20,000 and 25,000, and about 8,000 of those genes are analogous. Similarly, most fruit fly biochemistry is the same or similar to ours. Merritt said, Fruit flies are great to work on if you're interested in variation between individuals or genetic lineages. They're also a great system if you're interested in experimentally altering the environment. They are so small, we can do things like keep thousands of flies at different temperatures to see how temperature changes metabolism or gene activity. In one study in my lab, we used a small conveyor belt to slowly turn the vials we keep the flies in. This simple instrument is essentially a fly treadmill, and we can get literally hundreds of flies exercising on a small desktop. But fruit flies can be annoying in a lab, just as they can in your kitchen. To begin with, they're small, and it's very difficult to dissect a fruit fly, in case you were wondering. And, although we share many of the same genes and genetic networks, we're separated from them by hundreds of millions of years of evolution, so it's hard to make assumptions about ourselves based on what we find in these little insects because there are substantial biological differences between us. Merritt said, there are certainly questions that are better asked in larger or evolutionarily more closely related species like rats and mice. Similarly, there are questions, for example, changes in genes through evolution that are better asked in organisms that are even smaller, can be kept in even larger numbers and with even shorter lifespans like bacteria or fungi. But we can't blame scientists for the proliferation of fruit flies in the world. They would have been there regardless. Merritt explained, Drosophila melanogaster is a cosmopolitan species, meaning it's found essentially almost anywhere we find humans. A fruit fly has pretty simple needs in order to prosper and multiply, and those needs are usually met in our homes, moderate temperatures and a source of fresh produce that's on the overripe side. This is why fruit flies live high on the hog in places like dumpsters, compost heaps, and kitchens. Merritt said, One interesting thing is we seem to see more flies inside in the early fall. I think that's from flies that have been happily breeding and multiplying outside all summer, moving into the warmer inside spaces as the weather cools. The good news is that fruit flies aren't dangerous in any way. Merritt said they don't carry disease and they don't cause fruit to spoil or rot. At least Drosophila melanogaster doesn't although there is at least one invasive species, the spotted wing fruit fly that actually damages fruit crops and is a growing agricultural concern. In my lab and in my house, we use a simple vinegar trap, a canning jar with some vinegar in the bottom and a top of plastic wrap with a few holes punched in it to trap and remove flies. Today's episode was written by Jessalyn Shields and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other tiny topics with a huge impact, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.